and welcome back to Two Chicks in a Horror Flick. My name is Felicia Connor. And I'm Tawny Ray. And today we will be talking about the Netflix movie His House. Welcome to February as well. I cannot believe it's February and I feel like it's almost Christmas again. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. So Tawny Way, Tawny Way, Tawny Ray, what are you drinking? I am drinking a little kind of old-fashioned thing. Like, I just went back to getting some Buffalo Trace, mixing that with a little bit of uh, cherry juice, a little bit of water, a little bit of cherry bitters, and an actual cherry I threw in there. So it's floating around. What are you drinking? That looks good. So I was just trying to be clever and act like we were in February already, and then realized, yes, we are recording in January, and I'm still drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I know. I thought I'd be all, if I really wanted to pull off that, oh, it's February, I should have at least had a, a faux drink. To a share. mocktail. A yeah. mocktail, yes. <laughs> but why not? We're at the very last week of January recording this episode, so. That's okay. So close. I bet you feel so great, though. Do you feel great? I do. I feel great. I really do. My stomach, you know, I used to every morning have stomach issues from mm-hmm. just whatever. I didn't know. Still don't. Because I cut so much stuff out, so I still don't know. But it was like every day was a thing. Um, Migraines almost every day, uh, at least a few times a week. And um, I've had a a couple of headaches. It's like I went a week where I was getting regular headaches. And I wondered if it was because of no coffee or... But then that went away. So thank God. Um, But yeah, I feel really good. Good. That's good. Yeah. Like what will I introduce? Whiskey. And then yeah, um, first. <laughs> after that, I was thinking, what do I really want most? I do, I, li- I enjoy drinking bourbon, like, because my husband, he collects it and everything. You know that. It, Steve does that. And so, like, he'll have a new one and, and be like, taste it, you know? And so, like, I want to. <laughs> right, yeah. So, food-wise, I would say I don't really miss anything. There's not anything where I'm like, oh, my God, I want that. Um, I would probably have to say I want to test out some dairy only because yeah. it came up when I'm having salad. I am sick of balsamic vinegar and oil and vinegar. Like I want some ranch. Yeah. Um, I love charcuterie. We just don't have it that much. But so cheese in that instance. And then sometimes white rice. Like We don't have it a lot. But when I have to have cauliflower rice or brown rice, it just it's not the same. Yeah. I, I if I couldn't have rice, I'd be in a tough position we eat rice constantly and it's just a nice like filler kind of food you know that doesn't have any gluten at least (laughs) you know so like not have gluten why can't I eat it then um I think because it's still not like great for you Mm. I think it doesn't have gluten but it is like you know, just kind of a, a carb or whatever. I, I really honestly don't know. You might have to go back through the materials. It probably explains it. But like any sort of white carb, like... Um, potatoes. Potatoes and rice. It's really not great to eat. But I'm like, if I can't eat those things, what the fuck am I eating? Yeah, because I feel the same way about sweet potatoes. Yeah. I'm oh, just... really? I love sweet potatoes. No, I like them, but... I don't like them as much as white potatoes or red potatoes or any other color potato. It and, depends on what it's in. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't have it every meal. Sweet potato, yeah. sweet potato, sweet potato. Yeah. 
gets old. But sugar, sure. I'm cool with that unless it's in a like an old fashioned. Um, I don't really miss that, but yeah, gluten though, I think I'll stick with no gluten for a while, um, just to see, and then try to, and I think I'm gonna still do the shakes though, because I really like that. I like having those shakes mm-hmm. for breakfast yeah. and stuff. But anyway, anyway, let's talk about stuff. What are you up to? Um, or what have you been up to? Not like right now, because I know. What are you up to? <laughs> I know what you're up to right this second. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Just planning. I mean, we're like not doing shit for my birthday. It's just like we're going to go hang out with Jade's parents, I think, and have dinner, which is kind of sad because it's my 30th and I uh, want to do something fun. But I imagine like, okay, we'll just wait. You know, like I'll just wait until I'm kind of thinking August. It's my friend Allie's birthday and and so I'd love to have her come and visit us out here and have us like drive to Portland or something just hopefully COVID is in like a better place by then and we can actually do some sort of trip and so that would be really fun to kind of just roll it over because I'm like what do you like your 30th birthday is supposed to be like real cool like you're supposed to do something really fun and I just don't know what to do I've never really been much of a birthday person anyway I'm just sort of like oh here it is (laughs) you know now I'm 30. So I want to do something, but yeah, I don't know. Aside from that, we've been watching this show called Harlots <laughs> on Hulu. Oh yeah, with Liv Tyler, right? Yes, it does have Liv Tyler in it. Yes, and actually, I fucking really like it. Jade watched like the whole first season, and this is not like him at all. He's not a like show binger, but he watched the whole first season. Then he was like, "You're really gonna like this show. You need to catch up. You need to watch this and catch up." And so I did, and now it's Harlots time. And it's a very weird show because it's like just crazy stuff. We keep the subtitles on the whole time because everybody's got accents. I have a really hard time with accents. <laughs> uh, but so I should watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. It's it's interesting. There's something about it that makes it good. I, do, I just can't really put my finger on it. There's a lot of drama, I guess. It's fun. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Yeah. You say you're going to drive to Oregon? Mm-hmm. From where you're at? Mm-hmm. Is that far? That's pretty far, yeah? I don't think so. I think it's like, I think Portland might be a little bit further. I'm not sure. I've never made the drive. But I think it's like five hours. I, I just realized I have no idea where your state is located on the U.S. map. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just hit me right now where I thought you were located yeah. is not at all where you were located. I'm like above you. I thought you were um, above and over to the east. Like, I thought you were northeast just by, like, a state or two, though. Okay. I think I'm northwest a little bit. Oh, you know? shoot. I didn't even know that. Yeah, because okay. we butt up against Oregon. And then oh. it's like... Oh. It's like Idaho, Utah. Arizona? <laughs> no. Is that where you are? Nevada? Where are you? Nevada. Yeah, okay. we're up against Nevada and some other states. <laughs> California. Nevada and California. I know this. And then there's some over there. I think it's Texas over there. Okay. So I have you must no be... idea. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Let's stop talking yeah, about Yeah, let's geography. stop talking about this right now. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, my God. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be really fun. We're, I'm the same... Typically, we don't do a whole lot for my birthday because TT is the 15th of January. 
my middle daughter is the 2nd of February. Right. So, um, but, you know, some sometimes we usually do like my favorite food is crab. So we'll do like crab dinner or something like that. Um, this year, the, everybody, the gang's coming all back out. They were just here for Christmas. My mom, oh, yeah. my dad, my ex-husband, his girlfriend. Now they're coming out this month too. They arrive tomorrow. Oh, fun. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Packed house. Uh, yes. You know what's really hard is, uh, it is fun. I just, it was so crazy at my day job today, this week that I just want like silence and, <laughs> but yes. I'll appreciate it when they're here. So yeah, um, anyway, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to, to put people up and entertain them. And I mean, you know, entertain them. You don't have to be constantly but you do. doing stuff. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah you have sense, to consider like, them. Yeah, you can't be like, yeah, I'm just not going to come out to the living room today. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to sit in my room and journal today. You can't do that. You have to get up and yeah. do stuff. But um, so I watched his house. <laughs> That's yeah. it. But I did some podcasts this week. And I don't remember uh, because technically when we're recording this, we're launching the Night Stalker um, bonus episode tomorrow. So I don't remember if I talked about this on there, so I might be talking about it again, but whatever. I listened to the poor podcast and loved it. I loved it. I was cracking up and I was so engaged. It was really good. Just funny. So good. And so Felicia was like, oh, I'm I'm listening to this specific one on American Mary. I've seen that movie, but Felicia hasn't. I asked her, have you seen that movie? Because it's a weird one. And then, but it's been a while since I've seen it. So I was like, I'm going to listen to the same one. So I also listened to that episode and it was cracking my ass up too. So yeah, you know what I thought was great? I've never seen the movie. So typically I don't listen to podcast reviews on movies I haven't seen. Right. But this, I, I, it was really good. Like it's, I didn't have to have seen the movie. I could visualize in my head. It sounds so weird. I'm very curious now. Uh, but it was hilarious. I really liked it. Yeah. I also listened to Behind the Screams, the birds episode. Um, I, I mean, I've been wanting to, but on Instagram, they had a clip from ah. the episode, which I was cracking up. So I listened to the full episode and I thought they did a really good job as well. They, um, they really explained everything. It was funny. It was interesting. I liked what they had to say. So really good, really good episode. I loved, I enjoyed that. Um, and I just have a few more. <laughs> I really, <laughs> yeah. I really dedicated to listening to it while I was in the car or, or at the, my desk. Um, the other one was uh, Horror Movie Crew. I listened to the, uh, not the misery, misery episode. <laughs> oh yeah, the misery episode is where I was going with that. Um, and, you know, I love those guys. I was cracking up uh, through all their beginning stuff. And then um, I was stoked that they all liked it because I loved the book and the movie. Um, and they all rated it really high. And I oh, thought good. they had some really good stuff to say. So I enjoyed that episode too. Also... <laughs> One more. I actually have one and a half more. The half is called Beauty 4.0. This is not a horror podcast, but it's funny. And it's on Instagram. And I happen to know the girl, Selena. Um, I used to work with her at Nordstrom's, but they are so funny. So I just had to, they have a few episodes out, but it's on Instagram. Like they record. So funny. And then I can't believe we never talked about this. This is from um, someone that Tawny and I both know. But I was listening to some episodes, and it's called Better Call Daddy. 
And yeah. there are so like the guests that Rena has on there, you guys, it's from all walks of life. And it's like a lot of attention grabbers, you know, like, have you, um, talked to a, uh, what, what was it? A, um, uh, a sex call operator about, yeah. you know, and uh, she's talking about your husband or something like that and talks about this. So it was just really good. And I know we've known about it for a while and I was thinking, oh my God, we've never talked about that. And I had just listened to it um, the other day. So that is what I have there. <laughs> awesome. Man, you really hit some podcasts. I tried to hit some podcasts, but I did not reach the same level as you. <laughs> <laughs> you li- usually listen to way more than me though. So I really tried to catch up all to in catch one up. week. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great job. You did thank a great you. job. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Um, the only other thing that I have to say is fucking cheers to 2,000 downloads. What? Yeah. Clank. My clink was big because I have this big iron. Clank. <laughs> I really appreciate that attention to detail that you just thank had. Thank you. Thank you. I'll go tink, 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 tink. There you go. I got a big ice ball in mine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Thank you so much. If you're out there downloading episodes... I'm not really sure how it counts. I don't know if it counts on all the platforms, if you can download them or what, but thank you just in whatever capacity you're listening or downloading. We appreciate that so much. And yeah, I'm stoked about it. I think um, I agree. Thank you. And we love you right the fuck back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think me and Tani are feeling the same thing today because mine shirt says, Calm Mind, Strong Heart. And Tani says... Only good vibes. Yeah, that's how it is here with two chicks and a horror flick. <laughs> we have totally grotesque, bloody movies and positivity. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's a perfect combination, right? It's, yes. It will confuse people, but it's... Actually, I have all the podcasts I've listened to, it's that combination. Yeah, I horror guess that makes sense. and like positivity and laughs. So, I think yeah. it's good. In uh on Monday, on Monday, I am going to do the gray hair thing. Are you doing it? Okay, she's oh, doing I'm it. I'm so nervous. Yes. Okay, so guys, I have gray hair. Like, whatever. It's like, I well, I don't know if it's all gray. I have no idea. But yeah. I sure know right in the front of my head, of course, it's gray. And it's sprinkled out through here. Um, and uh, so I color those, you know, grays brown. My natural hair goes brown. I color those bad boys. And what really made me push is, well, there's this whole thing on Instagram because people growing out their grays during COVID. Um, but I colored my hair like a few weeks ago and all of the grays around my head have become so stubborn to color that they actually didn't even color. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they didn't even color. The other parts did, but not around my face. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I might look hideous. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to do it. Doing it Monday. I'm excited. I bet it's going to look good. I just have a feeling it'll feel good not to color. I mean, I'm sure because not, again, not my whole head is gray. So I don't know if I would have to go. I don't know what she's going to do. Like if she's going to have to weave it in and grow it out, whatever. Um. But once it's grown and it's just like my hair, I bet it'll feel really good. Yeah, totally. I think there is something about not having to upkeep 
the hair because I bleached my hair for like seven years and fried it and it I even took kind of good care of it but it got to the point where I was like I don't even know what my natural hair color is anymore and it was so nice to just leave that behind and not have to worry about bleaching it anymore and now I like it and it's like a good color and I don't have to Mm -hmm. fuck with it it's just like I just go get it cut and it's you know I mean just having your hair colored well colored is different I think than bleach but bleach hurts and it's a long process and god it just was so it was so tedious to keep up that sometimes I'm like I'll be like I miss my blonde hair a little bit and Jade's like you don't want to do that again I know Because I was there for that. (laughs) I was there at that time of your life. So it's like, it is, there's like a freedom, you know? There's like, you're just free as a bird with your natural hair. So I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, and it will be soft and healthy and all of that. It's the same with coloring. I mean, bleach, it hurts more, but still, it's itchy and it kind of burns and it's itchy. Well, not burns, but it's uncomfortable. And then that goes away. Then you rinse it out. It's like this whole production. And then the ends get darker than the top. And um, and that's another thing. The the, the part toward toward my head, towards my head, the (laughs) roots are a little lighter anyways, right? Because they're white. So whatever. I'm just going to do it. And we're going to see. My husband says that he thinks I'll be pretty still. So that's what matters. (laughs) He's my guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Tawny turns 30, I turn 44. So now these are ages since you're 30 that I know how many years apart we are. That's 14, right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Easy math. Easy math there. We're all for easy math. Oh yeah. We're fun. It's good to see you, Tawny. It really is. Okay, good. It's good to see you too. This is a nice breath of fresh air at the end of the week always. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you know what? During the week sometimes... It's difficult, and I feel like I don't even know how I'm going to show up for Tawny. Like, I'm so I'm just exhausted or, like, depleted, and I just don't even know how. And then it, when, whenever, to, whenever it is, like, on Friday at 3.30 or 4 when it's winding down, boom, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready I for agree. this. <laughs> I agree totally. I'm, like, coming into it, if I'm really tired or whatever, exactly the same thing, run down and then I'm like, I sit down, turn on the, the, like our zoom and I start talking to you and I'm like, I'm fucking good to go. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> so I'm too. glad you feel the same way. Yes. Totally. That's awesome. Oh, all right. So guys, this, uh, just want to pre this movie, um, had zero things written about it besides some articles by some articles from people on IMDb where I get a lot of the trivia where we pull all that cool trivia and things about production and all that stuff. Zero, literally zero. The only thing it had was, and I didn't even bother reading it was, um, they have a section for like bloopers or mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even look at it and they only had one thing. So I really, I dug and I got some stuff, but Sorry to disappoint anybody. It's not going to be like heavy, cool trivia, you know. It's really just going to be how we felt about the show, (laughs) about the movie. Yeah, I think it's probably because it's so new, you know. Yeah, I did. uh, Well, talking about that, let's talk about it. It's a horror thriller, and it was uh, released in 2020, October 30th, 2020. 
so very, very new, on Netflix. Uh, the director was Remy Weeks, and he's also directed Mine All Mine and Exhale. The budget was $17 million. I don't know why I said that because I don't have, like, I don't even know how. I looked at box office. And I'm like, wait a minute, though. This was on Netflix, so. Yeah, and I don't think they share any of their data. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Bastards. They're I know, I think they, <laughs> I think they do the top 10, right, in whatever country you're in. Yeah. Uh, but that is it. I think they don't share any. I think sometimes they'll come out and say, like, oh, this is the most watched show on Netflix right now, but it's a black hole of information uh, as far as viewers. And I, I, at least last I heard, I could be wrong about that, but I think you're right. We're going to go with it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100%. Wow. 100%. Okay. And the okay. rating average was 6.5 out of 10. So. Okay. Um, the story I, it was written like I really there was not a lot about this movie <laughs> the okay. story was written by but I think that deserves a nod because that was a good story Felicity Evans and Toby I'm going to say Venables or Venables V-E-N-A-B-L-E-S so oh I should also say we're going to ruin this movie and I'm going to butcher the names I'm going to do my very best though to get it right but <laughs> for sure this is going to happen um, ruin the movie as far as if you want to watch it and you haven't seen it. Um, and you know, we're probably going to say some bad words. So, and then buckle names. up, please forgive me. Um, I was trying to practice, but okay. So let's go into, I also, I also, t- t- there's no two minutes of Tawny, right? No. <laughs> Shit. Okay. No, I prepared for it though, but I literally copied and fi- pasted. The summary from decider.com. Okay. I literally, last night as I was going to sleep, I was like, tomorrow, I have to get up and do two minutes with Tawny. I have to write that about this movie. Literally spaced it until this moment right now. I think I've just gotten so in the habit of the trade-off because, Mm -hmm. you know, one episode, Felicia will do all the research and then the next episode, I will do all the research. And so the week off... I always like look at my to-do list because at the beginning of the week, I have like an overall to-do list and it usually says for this week, for example, edit Silent Hill, (laughs) watch his house, his house notes, you know, and I'll add his house research if it's mine, but it wasn't mine. And so I kept looking at my to-do list and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that. (laughs) So I was editing that and our bonus Night Stalker episode. So I was like, okay, okay. All I have to do is watch the movie and take my own notes so I'm so sorry I forgot again. I just think it's not going to happen on my episodes. <laughs> so for Tawny's, you're going to get her real slick two minutes with Tawny. And for me, you're going to get the best movie synopsis I can find on the web. That's what's that, going to happen. That could be, and I'll also try hard to remember to do yours. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, this is totally random, but I thought about this in regards to gray hair. We used to want to do a podcast with me when I look all old. When I'm like an old lady. Okay. I already got past the worry. Like, I know my husband will love me when I'm old. (laughs) And um, I'm excited about being old. Like, I don't fear it. And then I thought, oh, is Tawny going to want to do a podcast when I'm like old and (laughs) she's still young? (laughs) I'm trying to think if there was anything, if there was anything that would make me be like, I can't do this with you anymore. (laughs) And I can't think of anything right now. Well, maybe if I, like, 
became... I mean, listen, if you're, if you're, if you got dementia, okay, if you start forgetting <laughs> yeah. shit and we can't talk about whatever we want to talk about, that, <laughs> that'd do it. Oh God. Yes, that's true. That's true. But we're talking decades down the line. Or not at all. It's not a guarantee, or right? Not, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. shit, Tommy. Okay, I'm sorry. You it runs in my family. <laughs> it runs in my family. Okay. I was just getting prepped. That's just <laughs> my reality. You made me scared of growing old again. I was like, oh, oh shit. No, I didn't realize that that was 100% what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just sealed that fate for you, shit. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. no, no. It'll be me. I'll be the one forgetting. <laughs> so then you'll have to be like, can't but do I'll it anymore. i dead by then, Tommy. <laughs> When are you gonna stop? <laughs> when are you gonna start forgetting? <laughs> like, does it happen? <laughs> God, I don't know. I think it depends. Because, like, if you're 80, I'm like 94 at that point. Like, oh, that's true. Wouldn't that be amazing though if we were still doing this? <laughs> we'd just be talking about other shit. We'd be like, we'd be talking about our soaps, you know, our yeah, um, our shows. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, that's great. So you'll st- you'll still love me too as long as I don't start forgetting stuff. <laughs> we'll be talking about power, privilege, and justice by Dominic Dunn's grandkids. That's what we'll be doing. Oh, but good. maybe not because <laughs> we still might watch scary movies. <laughs> How much are we gonna change when we're old? I that's have true. tattoos, so I I remember people would always say to me oh my God, I can't believe you got all those tattoos, right? Because I, I have them all over me. And um, and they're like, what are you going to do when you're old and your skin's wrinkly? Like, I'm going to be a badass grandma with wrinkly skin <laughs> with that tattoos. Has tattoos. Like, I don't know. Like, if my skin is, I, I, I don't know. What? I don't know. What? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing? Like, bake cookies for my Live grandkids? My life. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to take all my skin off. Yeah. Is that what you want to hear? What it's the so fuck silly. kind of answer I is... I would get that a lot. A lot of people would ask me that. <clears throat> uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, but that's a good point. It is like, how much do you change? I do think about constantly, what are we going to be like when we're older? Like this generation of people, like, are we just going to be playing video games <laughs> and yeah. shit when we're old? Like same shit that we've been doing? Maybe. Yeah, I feel like the core things of me, like loving being scared, loving scary movies, true crime, loving to write, loving to read, that's been the core part of me forever. And the things that have changed is really my activity level. So like if I'm like in my (laughs) 20s or in my early 30s when I was a VIP hostess at some clubs, when I was a single mom, like going out and stuff like that, um, I don't crave that at all. Like now my going out is I love having dinner with my husband or maybe some wine with another couple. So I imagine when I'm old, I will just want to have wine with one person and I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the circle gets smaller and smaller. And the activity gets smaller and probably want to go to bed earlier, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But still watch some scary movies. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a great conversation. So I'll still talk about it with you when we're old. Okay. okay is good, the good, is good. the final answer. It's the final answer. Okay. Nice. All right. Let's dig into this summary by decider.com. And I'm sorry. I didn't look into decider.com at all. I don't even know what type of a website it is. <laughs> so it's a bad website. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But they had a good summary. So. Okay. Um, here we go. Bull and Rial 
are refugees fleeing with their daughter, Nayagak, from war-torn South Sudan. And if I mess anything up, Tani, feel free to interrupt me as far as, you know, what I'm, the names and stuff. They brave stormy waters on an overcrowded motorboat along with fellow refugees traversing the perilous English Channel from France in search of a better life. Although they survive the treacherous crossing, their daughter and many others do not. When they finally are granted um, probational asylum in Britain three months later, the government assigns them a shabby house with peeling walls and dismal furnishings on the outskirts of London. They are given strict restrictions or they may face deportation. They experience racism and hatred from their tenant neighbors. They are not met with their case. I'm sorry. They are met with their caseworker, Mark, who tells them he hopes they are two of the good ones. Bull tries to assimilate. Bull. I think I'm saying that right. Tries to assimilate. He sings football songs at the local bar, asks Rial to use utensils rather than her hands when they eat, and even changes how he dresses. Bull wants to prove to the government and really to the community, I think, that he and Rial belong in the UK. Rial, however, clings to her culture. She retains their daughter's necklaces, dresses in colorful clothing, and rather than using a table, sits on the floor to eat. Both Bull and Rial soon experience strange and disturbing phenomena in their new home and sees visions of Nyagak. 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 Okay, Nyagak and a mysterious man who both escape into the walls. Rial doesn't take long to work out what the evil in their house is in Apeth or Night Witch. She tells Bull the story of a poor man in her village who accidentally stole from an apeth by the river and how that apeth tortured them. Um, and that they, Rial believes that an apeth has followed them. And if they do not repay the debt, the apeth will bring Yagak back to them. However, it is not immediately clear what the debt is that they need to repay. Bull burns everything they brought with them, thinking that that will help, but uh, the Apeth continues to torment him and things deteriorate between the couple. He goes to Mark and requests new, Mark, sorry, is the caseworker, and requests new accommodation under the guise that there's rats in, it's infested with rats, but is unable to convince him. I mean, they're really met with, you should be grateful that you yeah. have this house and this house is like, and you know what they are? Like, they, they're like, this is all mine. Anyways, I'm sorry, sorry. Anyways, Bull tears apart the house looking for the Apeth and threatens the couple's chance of staying in the UK when Mark discovers the damage. However, his, his wife, Rial, is fine with that and says, oh, he was looking for the witch. Um, Bull locks Rial in the house before he summons the Apeth himself, who calls him a thief and claiming that Bull has stolen a life that was not his to take. The Apeth offers Bull a deal, his life, for Nyagak's. Uh, am I saying that? Okay. I think it's Nyagak. Nyagak. Okay. Yeah. I literally put, I was spelling it out to say it, and it's how it's written. Okay. Good job, Felicia. I just, Nyagak. I think it's the, where you're putting the uh, emphasis. And I could Nyagak. be wrong, too. It, yeah. Nyagak. Nyagak. Okay. She's a very important character, so I don't want to say it right. But he outright refuses this offer, resulting in Bull being forced into a state of catatonia. Rial manages to escape the house, but finds herself inexplicably back in South Sudan in a familiar classroom. She's reunited with old friends. Um, and uh, But then you see that uh, it was a flashback to actually all of those people were horrendously massacred. 
Um, Bull finds her and the couple make their escape as violence grips the region. Now, so we're back in Sudan and it's explaining the, um, so you're going to have within this movie flashbacks to when they were in Sudan and where they are now in London. So in here, then it flashes back to where they're in Sudan, escaping the violence that's gripping the, the whole region. They want to board a bus, but they're only letting people with children in. Desperate, Bull sees Nyagak in the crowd and abducts her, falsely claiming that she is his daughter so they can get on the bus. The couple get on the bus to escape. But then that's leaving Nyagak's real mother running behind the bus, screaming for her daughter and the daughter screaming for her um, while there's gunfire erupts all over. After that, they're all crossing the sea and Nyagak falls, Nyagak falls uh, overboard. Uh, neither Bull or Rial could reach her in time. So having accepted what they did, Bull decides to repay the debt to the Apath and tells Rial. Bull starts to let the apath into his skin and Nyagak enters the room and uh, returns to Rial. Rial chooses to save Bull instead of accepting this alternate reality by taking Nyagak's Reality. Hands. I liked that. That was not an intentional pun on your part, <laughs> but that was reality. <laughs> she created her own reality. Yes, she did. Uh, last but not least... Later, Mark, the caseworker, comes to inspect the house to find it has been repaired. Bol and Rial tell him they have chosen to stay and make it their new home. They say Rial killed the witch that hunted them, and Mark finds this funny. Bol says they decided to live and go on with the ghosts from the past from South Sudan, including Nyagak. Nyagak. Oh my gosh, guys. We see a vision of the couple in the doorway with the unknown immigrants who look into another doorway full of people left behind. Then we see the couple standing in the doorway of their new home with a peaceful look in their eyes. All right. That was great. Okay. That was a really great summary. Okay, good job. Uh, that Decider.com. Decider <laughs> good job. So uh, the cast, and then we'll go into it. Um, Sope Derisu played Bol Maher, um, which was the husband. Uh, Wenmi Masaku played Rial Maher, his wife. Malaika Wakoli Abigaba played Nyagak. May Smith, there's no way. I, uh, okay, I don't know who played. I, I totally, I don't know what this name is, but Mark Esworth was the, uh, that's the name of the social worker. But for some reason, I don't know why. The, oh, Matt. I meant to put Matt Smith and I put two Y's. <laughs> I was like, his name was not May. <laughs> Matt Smith was Mark Esworth and Javier Botet was the witch. Okay. Tawny. What'd you think about this movie? This was a weird one. I feel like... I'm leaving watching this movie and I watched it. When did I watch it? Last night. I think I watched it last night. So I've only had like 24 hours to, you know, sit and think about it, but I'm conflicted. Mm -hmm. So I would say overall, I liked it. And there was some things that I really, really liked. And then there were some things that were just confusing. So like, 
what I liked was the story. I thought the story was really great and like just was so refreshing in a way. Like it just was like, it was very meaty, I guess is a good way to put it. There was a lot there and I like that. I like that it's not so surface level. It's not just scares. And they had some really, really scary moments. Like Mm -hmm. I, for the first probably half of this movie, I was straight up massive chills up my back watching. I mean, I was just, I'm having chills right now talking about it. I was so unnerved by what was happening. It was really freaking me out. But then we get about halfway through the movie and we start to get into the story which is good because the story is good, but it lost what was scary about it for me personally. Mm-hmm. So there's give and take there. I don't know how to feel about that. But I think my biggest problem with this movie was the pacing. Because mm-hmm. the first part, you know, it's like a very slow burn. And then as we get the reality of what happened, you know, like they essentially stole this child. Or he did to get on the bus to survive and then she dies and now we're faced with oh we've been you know along the ride with these characters for up until now and now I I I feel conflicted because now I do, I do, I dislike this guy cuz he stole this child and I'm mad about that and then he repents for it by trying to like offer himself up in place of her and then I was like okay well that's not that's better Right? That he at least feels bad about it. But then Rial comes in and like saves him. And then they're like moving forward. Like, I just, I, it, it felt like there wasn't enough time in the back part of this movie, in the third act, for me to like work through my emotions about what I was watching. Like, I had a hard time holding on, if that makes sense. I don't know. So, overall, I'd say I liked it. Some great parts. Pacing was weird. I, I, I felt confused at the end about how to feel. How did yeah, you feel? Exactly the way you felt. Okay. Yeah, I felt the exact same way, actually. And um, I can say, I can add to that for me personally, I went in with different expectations. I thought that this was going to be um, about racism okay so there was racism in it for you know of course and about being the other and the experience of the refugees but what I was expecting was something like um oh something like Monsterland or Black Mirror where you're watching a story unfold but there's very it's the whole the whole um plot or purpose premise of the story is something deeper i think monsterland's the perfect example where you're watching this show and it's not just about these characters there it's about um you know uh violence in schools or something like that so when the the witch the apath was actually a monster i was like oh this is like actually a thing oh i don't know i guess i didn't take it that way I didn't take it as literally, even though there was, you know, visual imagery to be a literal thing that was like getting under his skin. I did think at the end, oh, this has kind of been a metaphor for 
for working through like survivor's guilt and um you know i i wrote down specifically the the durability of trauma which we talked about mm-hmm. in the lodge episode and i felt like that you know there were a few things i think in this movie that i picked up on but one of the things that i felt that they were hitting on and doing it well i felt like was that durability of trauma having survived that situation and having to do whatever it took to survive and then having to deal with the consequences of that. Oh, so was the apeth then, um, so would that be the, it letting that, those, that guilt and the trauma and the memories consume you. And then pretty much Raoul came in and was like, Nope, like we're going to live with it. We're going to learn how to live with it and how to persevere, but we're not going to allow it to destroy us. That's how I took it, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. I like that. So I wasn't I wasn't sure, and I think that that's where it came with the confusion at the end, um, when I, I thought as well that it was guilt and all of these things, but then there really was a monster, and, and I was confused. And then when I was doing research, so the Apeth is actually in um, uh, the Dinka religion, and it is, uh, so I think maybe after doing that research as well, I thought, oh, this was like a real, a real thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and I liked it better as a metaphor, I think. And so I didn't know, like I was coming into this, I should have came into it as like, you know, Veronica or any other scary movie we see where there's like you know, ghosts. And that's not how I was taking it. I would have really liked, um, so, so, and we'll get more into that. I'm, I'm glad that now that you said that I can see that, um, I would have really liked, like if this movie wasn't a horror movie and it was truly about their lives and what they experienced in Sudan coming over here, coming over to, um, not here, but over to London, um, and the racism and the being forced to remain the other. Um, I found that really interesting. I just want to say one thing. So, and I'll be quiet. I keep saying that. I want to say one thing. Um, notions of the other. So there's this uh, denofgeek.com. Uh, I think touched on it as well. And I thought that this was fantastic. So this house or the title of it, his house immediately puts bull as the other. And if you think about it, he's given a house. Um, he has no say. So even though that it is run down and everything, be grateful for it because really this isn't yours. You know what I mean? Um, and also with a tiny amount of money that they have, um, and all these rules they have to abide by, like they can't get a job and this and that they're forced to remain the other. It's like they are welcomed here and forced to not be able to assimilate, to not be able to really grow a life there. I mean, they can't even get jobs. Um, and, and they're forced to remain like separated and the other from yeah. everybody else that lives there. And I would, it, the apath didn't even need to be there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was a whole story around them. Um, but I also do like the, the durability of trauma and, and the survivor's good and stuff like that. I agree though. There is something about like, I feel like the, uh, Like halfway through this movie, I couldn't help but feel like we, maybe two thirds of the way through the movie, we transitioned from a horror movie to a drama. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't like the drama, the story of it. I liked that a lot. I thought it was real. I thought it was pretty strong. And I think there's a lot to talk about, which we can get into later. But I think, you know, the horror element, it does feel a little disconnected then when you watch the whole movie and then you look back. Yeah. So, like, I started the movie feeling like, oh, shit, this is a fucking horror movie. Like, this is scary. I was like, this is some scary shit I'm looking at right now. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, that was heavy. You know, like, that was a heavy drama and... I don't know how to feel about it. So it is like there is kind of this weird juxtaposition between like mm-hmm. horror and like drama. Yeah. And and it's I love that trauma horror, you know. That's like one of my favorite probably <laughs> genres, like subgenres of horror at this point. But I yeah, it was it felt disconnected, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Because you have this really great dramatic story about these people and what they went through like I really wanted to even know more about that about like when they came over and they were in the um oh I forgot is it called the the, the, the detainment detainment facility yeah like what was that like because they were there for months and then being in that home I almost wanted to see them live and see how how do they navigate that having no no money and not having um being able to get a job and the neighbors looking at them and calling them refugees all the time um and that really powerful scene when Rial she sees the the young black um boys playing on whatever they're doing hanging out in the basketball courts and Mm -hmm. she she can she feels like she can identify with them right because they look similar and so she's like oh I can ask them and then they tell her to go back to Africa. And she, yeah. she is like, so, so, um, it's so sad. So uh, I want to say secluded. It's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like she really has nowhere, or no one to go to. And yeah, it's an isolation that, movie. Isolated, isolated. Yes. And she must, um, I wanted to know more about that story. And then on the flip side, there's the horror thing, which visually graphic, the graphics. Oh, beautiful. Like, beautiful. It's almost like they could be two different movies, but I yeah. understand why they're together. Yeah, yeah. It is sort of opposing, I yeah. guess, those two things. But yeah. So while we're on the subject of that, I just have to say that first scare was A++++. Like I was like so, I was so unnerved by the first scare where he's like on the floor and he's reaching up in the in the wall and they cut back to him and she's laying there behind <gasps> him. Do you remember this? Yes. Oh my god. I was like this is the scariest shit I've seen in quite some time. Like maybe since Hereditary. Like shocking imagery. I didn't mm-hmm. even want to rewind it to look at it again. <laughs> That's <gasps> how scary it was. Yes. And so, like, again, I feel like there's kind of a taper. Like, the the very first thing that I saw was, like, so fucking scary. And then I was just, like, I was, like, uh, you know, there's some more scary stuff as we go on. But I just, I just, I had to plug that. That was my very first note that I wrote down. I was, like, first scare, A++++. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that was fantastic. And also those images for me of the eyes looking out through... Oh. My the God, holes yes! In the wall, I was just staring at it and like uh, registering all oh, those little eyes. And then even with her, with the mask, and that when you you didn't you weren't sure what she 
that she was a little girl yet and there was just like yeah. a mask and the whole Whew. so scary yeah. i just think the i mean this has to date back to when we were being hunted by predators but eyeballs looking at you from the dark is one of the scariest things that yes. i can think of and so that brings me to my next thing that i think was like superb visually in this movie is the scene where he actually confronts the apeth where he's talking to him over the fire and all you can see are these piercing piercing icy eyeballs nothing else you can't make out any sort of shape or figure or anything i thought this was masterfully done because you just see the eyes and he just talks to him and it's like that was so fucking well done i really loved that scene i think that's those two scenes as far as just like horror goes stood out to me and I thought were like if no other reason you should watch this movie for those scenes oh yeah they were fantastic so obviously the story is good but you should visually if that's what you're into you need to watch this sorry go ahead eyeballs are scary (laughs) yes this is (laughs) eyeballs are scary af 100% I loved the acting was oh, yeah. beautiful. God, you could just feel. You could just feel how he was trying to fit in so hard. And ma- You know what? I can say this. Oh, I was so pissed and frustrated when I didn't know where the, where the story was going. And, um, and Rial was like, we need to go back because of this witch, which I didn't really think it was going to be, a, you know, like a beast. But we need to go back. I'm like, no, 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 that's not fair. They should be able to have a life for themselves where they're not worried about, you know, gunfire and war. And no, they should be even even if their daughter had passed away. Because at this point, we think it's their daughter, right? Yeah. Even if that happened, they shouldn't have to be tortured. This witch is torturing you. Why? Because your daughter died when you tried to get here. So now you're not allowed to live a happy life. Like, I was so pissed. I was like, this is not fair. They should be able to live a happy life. And then... The scene where he takes that girl, I was like, I literally went, oh, shit. That's why. That's fucking not good. (laughs) (laughs) Especially that mom running and the daughter screaming. Like, I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, that was hard. And you felt for them because they wanted to get out. But but (laughs) that was so wrong. So So wrong. Yeah. So wrong. Um, that was an amazing aha moment or like a wow moment. Oh, this is why, this is why they're being tortured. Um, but again, it was dramatic and it was painful more so than with the horror. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You explained it well, so I don't even need to try to re-explain it. So I get it. We leaned, we leaned more thriller drama at that point. Yeah. And like another scene I absolutely loved and I actually teared up for when she was back in Sudan in the flashback and with all of these women, um, her support group who love her, they're in the classroom and, um, and it was just beautiful. And I was so confused why they were saying, you know, that's when you get revealed of what happened and why she, that little girl's not really her daughter. Yeah. And um, then it goes to really what happened. And she knows they're not real because that whole classroom of teachers and women was, they were massacred. 
and she ex she was able to escape it because she hid in like the little cupboard thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was. But see that that was the the drama of it, the story. Heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it was just very sad. Yeah. The little girl jumping through the dark and attacking him was in, insane and tense and... Yes. So scary. Yeah, it was that, so scary. <laughs> that reminded me of Lights Out. Like, they oh. took that concept of Lights Out and sort of, like, applied it here because every time he hit on the lights, they would, like, disappear. Yeah. So it was weirdly tied to that in my mind, but... Oh, then can I tell you something about that real quick? Is that yeah. okay? Um, okay, so about the... The Apet. So this is a, a real folklore in the um, uh, Dinka folk, folklore, sorry. And there was a gentleman named Godfrey Leinhart or Leonhart in 1951. He actually wrote a paper, Some Notions on wit of Witchcraft Amongst the Dinka. And he is someone who has studied them the most. Um and so, according to him, he studied, sorry, South Sudanese Dinka folk, folklore is what he had studied. He was an anthropologist from Britain. And so he wrote about this. And um, let's see how many times I can say and. So, <laughs> the Apeth are night witches, which are supernatural misfortune, uh, sorry, witches work their supernatural misfortunes in the darkness. So that uh, is it's it, that is something where they are in the dark. Um, they can also make their presence known through footsteps on the ground. Oh, okay. Um, and place curses on their victims through staring evil through the staring evil eye. Ooh. They okay. live only to eat. Um, a distinction made uh, to describe the fact that the witch consumes the good fortunes of, of its victims and leaves nothing behind and seeks to defile the homestead and disrupt the domestic order. Wow. It's okay. This is also meant to dehumanize its victims and bring them to a lower animalistic realm. Wow, that's some interesting background because I feel like that is that did play out. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. The witch tries to exploit its victims' guilt and trauma. Oh, shit. So knowing all that... I hear what you're saying. I totally get why you you read all that information, and then you, you left... And then you thought, oh, that's literally what's happening in this movie. Yes, 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 yes. As opposed to being a metaphor for something else. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. I was like, okay... Oh, okay. This is, <laughs> this right. is what's happening. This this witch is consuming them, and they're yes, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Which I like that. I like yeah. the folklore, and they obviously very well uh, captured all of that inside of the movie. I so I'm thinking it's just down to the juxtaposition, like you mentioned, of this drama and the, so much in this story of these two people. Um, and then this very real witch, that night witch that is trying to devour them. Totally. Yeah. Cause I feel like one of the things, one of the things that I wrote down just as far as their personal story of getting to this place is one I wrote down of immigration and assimilating. Mm -hmm. Like for sure there are major themes of that, right? Like he's in the store, he's shopping and he's looking at what the 
you know, fully white family is wearing on the wall. And he's like, I'm going to buy that, right? I'm going to buy that exact outfit. I'm going to go and wear that. And we're just going to be happy people. And so along with this theme, I thought one of the things that kind of rose to the surface for me was traditional gender roles Mm -hmm. and how much he wanted to just push forth and not care about anything, not be emotional, whatever, we're going to make it work. We're going to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps. Like it's like very much this like blinders on. I'm optimistic. We're going to do well by just forgetting. And she is very much this like feminine. We can't like she right off the bat is like, no, this is not working. And I also wrote down just because there were like phrases coming to me as I'm watching this movie what you resist persists. And I think for him, that yeah. is so very true. Oh, and good. for her, she didn't resist it at all, which is, a, again, a very feminine, I think, quality, just going with the flow and, like, not fighting it, but, like, understanding and feeling it. And so she was just early on, like, yeah, this is what's happening. We're guilty. I'm guilty. You're guilty. Right. And he yeah. like refuses to face it until the end of the movie. And I don't remember where I was going with this, but I just it's was some saying good knowledge right there, though. I you was just bringing it. <laughs> I was just talking through the story elements, right? Like the the story, how it's so meaty. There's so much there. And I mean, you could talk about any one of these things for, you know, hours on end. And then all of that felt like undercut by this, like physical manifestation of the being. So when he came out of the floor and was like an actual monster, I was just like, I was, I was not, he didn't look scary. I mean, he looked scary, I guess, but he didn't scare me. It was gross. He went up into his skin. Right. That was, but it it was more like of a, Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. But I didn't find myself being like, Oh God, no. You know, like I wasn't trying to block my eyes. (laughs) Oh no, I don't want to look at this. Like I just was like, that's what happens when you kidnap a child. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I I want to add really quick to your, um, the gender roles, um, in this, uh, the den of geek, um, this is where I got the piece of what the director Weeks said that the title his house opposed to her house or their house is also worth noting. Weeks Mm. says, that's the director, there's an element of critiquing how you have to be to be a man in the film. And it's clear that Bull is trying to lead and be in control while ultimately it's Rial who saves him. Yeah, she sees things for what it is right away. Yeah. And she's the one who continues to try to reiterate that to him. And he's not hearing it until he finally hears it. Yeah, there's so much. Like, even thinking of that scene where um, I want to go back and look, but I literally think them and the boys on the playground were the only people who weren't white, right? I think yeah. everyone in the mall, everyone in the pictures, you know, like on in the, the pictures, and on the wall, everyone, all of his neighbors, all of the people at the, um, like the social the admin. workers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. The neighbor. And, yeah. Uh-huh. The neighbor. And um, when he went to the mall and that cop starts following him, right. And, 
and he, I thought, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? That cop is going to treat him bad. Um, and he's, he looks at the picture and he's, he's getting the pants to look just like that. Like that's just such a rich story there. And then like nothing happened, you know, like there was just glimpses of, of how people are seeing them, but then nothing happened and they're back in the house and there's this ghost. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if this movie was trying so much to be two things. Yeah. When it would have been better served picking one of those two things and really leaning into that or something. I don't know. It's again, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't it wasn't bad, but it it did feel disconnected a little bit. Yeah. And um, I feel left wanting. And yeah. I dig. I love horror movies. I love scare movies obviously, but I love some dramas about other people's experiences. Um, For sure. Unfortunately, I feel like I learned the most about the world and history through <laughs> through movies. <laughs> through movies. <laughs> and, Me too. and I was I just wanted to know. I mean, like I don't really know, and I wanted to. Yes. I wanted to see what that experience was like. I wanted to see how, you know, how they got here, how they were they able to assimilate? Were they able like I just wanted to know more of that. And then on the other hand, I thought that that was a really cool movie. Like if that movie was just about one or the other yeah yeah no I totally get what you're saying and I feel the same way as far as just my like I I have no idea what it's like to try to immigrate somewhere else I have no idea what it's like to be the victim of xenophobia or racism or whatever and I think on that note, something that occurs to me as we're talking about this, I don't think there's a single scene in this movie that I felt like was, at least that I can think of right now, that I felt like was um, unneeded. Like, mm -hmm. I liked all of what we saw. I, even the scene where, you know, the the person in the store follows him around, even though that didn't, like, come to anything, we definitely still get the sense that they are being looked at as the other in the store, you know, and, and things like that. Oh, um, even when he's in the bar and he's really trying to like be in there and make friends, you know, but he's all alone with his box in the corner while all the guys are, you know. Yeah, they're like regulars probably. It feels very um awkward to to be viewing it through through his lens in that bar. And it's such a meaty story it's it's such mm -hmm. a and it is sort of like you know i feel like we lost some stuff trying to be scary on the front end yeah we really didn't even need the the path or um, right they could he been, could have been haunted by nightmares or or something i i like the addition of the folklore right i think that is we always like that 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 there's some sort of bearing in reality for that but yeah, it just, it, I, I feel the same way. It left me feeling wanting. Like it just, there was something, there was something else that we could have explored that I think I would have felt better about at the end of the movie or something. I don't know. Maybe there's like a part two or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, we all know sequels don't usually live up to the first movie, but something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you are putting it really well. Yeah. I completely agree with you. There was this little, I really liked this. I wrote it down. It was from vulture.com. Again, guys, I Googled, clicked on it, read that. I don't know what the, I think it talks about movies and video games and stuff. But um, 
Eventually, it all feeds into these two individuals' own conceptions of where and how they fit into the world and whether they can reconcile their past with their present. The story arcs not towards clarity, but towards complexity and gnawing discomfort. And, and the more we learn about Bull and Rial, the more complicated and human they become, and the messier and more ghastly their past become. Horror is often horror is often cathartic, purifying. It puts you through the ringer, but you emerge on the other side somehow cleansed. You'll find no such succour here. His house is beautifully made and it scares a monstr it and its scares are monstrously effective, but its images of real world dread remain unresolved, its specters unvanquished. The film leaves you with wounds that won't heal. Mm. That's a great point. And it makes me rethink how I feel about after how I feel about it after I watched it. Yeah. Like maybe that's that the intent. wasn't real. I don't know. I think they could have did it different. I, I agree with that. That's why I wrote it down. I wanted to share that. I still think it could have been two movies, maybe. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Maybe there's a different way to portray the monster because having the physical monster there, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I wasn't, I was like, oh, there's that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wasn't like, oh, ew, gross, whatever. You're just like, okay. What if it was like a psychological thriller? And there was, or, you know, there was just something more about you just portraying that more on a psychological, clear psychological way than actual. A physical. Even physical. when the people come in to take pictures, there's a hole in the floor. Yeah, right? they cover it with a mat. Yeah, so it's very, phys it's real. Yeah, yeah. Or at least you're led to believe in that moment that there he really did come out of the floor, right? And like, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. Because even how he was awkwardly holding his arm, he had long sleeve shirt on and he was... Oh shit, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. Oh, his arm, it looked almost like, I don't know. like It, he, was, it was... Yeah, how he was holding it and he wouldn't move. He didn't move shit. his arm at all. So it seemed like that really happened. Okay. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the intent, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like it's ambiguous. Maybe the intent there was it was uh, not, you know, actually this night witch that crawled out of the ground, but it was more him inflicting the wound and the pain on himself. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, yeah. It. I like that. I like what you just read. I think that, um, that makes me rethink how I feel about it because I do, I like un, 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 un wrapped up what am i trying to say i like shit that's not totally unresolved? wrapped up in a boat yeah no. unresolved no yeah i do have to say bravo to the actors because God. i loved them i cared so deeply that they were able to live a happy life that they didn't have to go back you know to you know to that place where there was fear and war and death yeah um, not that where they were were better with like how everyone was treating them, um, but they really wanted to make a better life for themselves. I I I could I I cared about loved them, too. them. I cared about them so much, and yeah. I can say we've watched a lot of movies where I didn't care about the characters. <laughs> right? <laughs> I yeah, I cared true. about them. 
They're human. Like if this director maybe did a another, but it was a drama and it was about these people and about their lives in London after going through that, I would love to see that. Yeah, totally. A continuation of the story yeah. or something. Yeah. No night witches. Yeah. Continuation of the people. <laughs> yeah, I love them too. They did, they really did a great job. It is worth just noting again. I know we've we've said it a few times, but I do feel like the acting there is not anything to complain about acting wise. I was mm-hmm. blown away. I mean, I just didn't even question for a second any any of what was happening. I was just was like, I'm here for it. I'm here with these people that like total. I totally one thousand percent bought it. I was just yeah. with them. They were great. And then, but the only time that I wavered is when I realized what Ball did, and I was like. Okay. But then, you know, he feels guilty about it. And then I'm back on his side and I just want them to. Yeah. But I, I was... hate him because he was trying to save his wife and him. But still, like, and I mean, I couldn't even imagine that just the terror like that. Even when they were getting on the bus, that whole town was being shot up. Um, Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. But I was like, ooh felt really uncomfortable i was like that's not okay <laughs> yeah like that was like a real bad thing to do but yeah oh, yeah god what a what a complex movie it really is a complex movie at the it end is. of the day no matter how i felt about it at least it had a fucking heart you know yeah, i true. hate movies that i feel like i didn't have a heart those yeah. are the ones that i really loathe so i agree I- I can't say that I hated this. It was really meaty. It was really meaty. I had so much anxiety when he was putting his head in those walls to look around. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the same anxiety I get when people are walking up to the attic. Like, mm-hmm. the only movie I've seen where somebody has gone into an attic a way I would have gone into it was in Host, where she put it on one of those... Uh, <laughs> yeah, selfie sticks. Selfie sticks. There we go. Now that's some yeah. real... Because your head is just there. You're so vulnerable, right? Just stick his head in the wall. <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. I, was... I did have a lot of anxiety through... And it was beautiful. Like, visually. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful movie. Um, can I tell you where I did have a lot of anxiety? And I wrote this down and I wasn't going to say it until you just said that. But myself as, like, a type A-ass personality, I was, like... I had so many questions. Right off the bat, because they were like, oh, we're going to come and check in on you once a day. I was like, or what? But I was like, once a day? What time? Who's going to be here? What do we need to be doing? What are you expecting? Is is there going to be a checklist? Like, I just need to know all of your expectations so that I can meet those expectations. Like, I was like, so. And then when he started destroying the walls and stuff, I was like, oh. I've been a renter my whole life. I know what it's like. You can't fucking change anything. Everybody's going to freak out. I was just like, I definitely had some like weird level of anxiety just as a person who was like scared of the ramifications of whatever was going to happen. I I was just like, this is killing me. Somebody ask some questions. Yeah. Somebody clarify some shit. Yes, I love it. I was thinking when he was bashing the walls, I'm like, stop bashing the walls. Now it's like all dirty and exposed and wet and like at least leave the wall up. Don't right. bash the wall down and then you have like, what? <laughs> that scene where that piece of wallpaper peels off, that was another moment where I had major 
goosebumps. I was so fucking weirdly grossed out by that. Do you remember that? Yeah, Where he yes, walks I in do. and it just fucking. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, I hate this. And what an awesome. Okay. So I was like, oh my God, your wife is going to be pissed. Because he just peeled all of that wallpaper, at least the wallpaper. I mean, it was old, but it's kind of like a pretty pattern and he just peeled it all off. She's going to be pissed. She wasn't. She came home and just started sweeping. She like yeah, she, she just cleaned, cleaned it, all it up. up. She just cleaned it all up. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, that was. She's a keeper. <laughs> Tra- traditional gender roles coming in again. Well, shit. Even if if she had peeled it off and he just came in and cleaned it, <laughs> it's like no one's mad. Why did you do this to our house? What I the know. hell? <laughs> oh man, what are you gonna rate this movie? Good question. It's a good question, I know, because I don't. I struggled. I I struggled with the feeling that I was left with where I thought it was really beautifully done. I thought I loved the characters. I felt it should be two separate movies. Mm-hmm. So that feeling, that disjointed feeling I had was really throwing a wrench in things. What do you think? What are you thinking? I think I'm landing at a three. Okay, okay. Which sounds low, but I don't, again, just remember, three and above for me is something that I deem worth a watch. And I I like this movie. I think it had, I just don't, I think my biggest problem is that I don't love this movie as a horror movie. Mm, yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yep, yep. And so I just, that's that's where I'm landing. What about you? I feel you. I'm doing a three and a half. Okay. Specifically because I feel the same way, but other movies I rated as a three. I definitely enjoyed this one more. Okay. So that, that's <laughs> what happened there. Um, but others I rated at a 3.75 and a, um, uh, a four, you know, I, I enjoyed more. Oh, you know what? I forgot. There's that other quarter, uh, 3.25. That's true. I am going to rate this. Did I did I rate anything else at a three point two five? Because I want to make sure if there's something I rated that I definitely didn't like as much that I don't line them up. Hmm. I don't feel so, like I have. I don't think you have. Yeah, I think you've forgotten about three point two five all Girl, along. Hello, three point two five. You have now won a place at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I rate his house a three point two five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, for me, I have a I have trick or treat at a three point five, and a and Halloween the original at a three point five. Other movies I've done a three is Gremlins and The Predator. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that's on on par. Yeah, I felt I forgot what my Predator was, but I feel like I think it was a three, right? You gave the Predator, yeah, a three. Yeah, I feel like, okay, 3.25. I feel good with this. Yeah. Okay. And I think if it was a, a drama story about these this two couple's journey and their past and all that, it probably would have been like a five for me because I loved the characters and I was so engaged. Um, but yeah, 3.25. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. pretty good. Hail to the yeah. We finally watched a new movie. We finally yeah. did it. Yes, we finally did it. I was excited. You, my heart sank, though, when there was, like, nothing. I was like, what am I, I going to bring to the table? But we actually, just from our own brains, without any facts, 
had some really good conversations, I feel, about this movie. With our own human With brains and intelligence. Hum- yes. <laughs> That's a workaholics <laughs> reference. Oh, I love it. Okay, so next week, we are watching Jennifer's Body. I've never seen this. Tawny has. And Tawny, you want to tell them why we're watching that movie? I will tell them. So, Michael, from our um, friend podcast, We Love Horror Podcast, if you haven't listened to that, you should go and check it out. Um, And so he's going to be on our podcast. Woo! And we're so excited. And that's the movie that he's bringing. So he chose that movie for us to watch and that one's going to be an interesting conversation i'm stoked about it and we get to have our second guest of all time on our podcast yes so i'm i'm stoked i need to do better at my job and be like just more like michael from we love horror and josh from horror movie crew and start booking more guests like i really i love when we have guests and that was our goal at least one guest episode or not at least one guest episode a month (laughs) yeah oh yeah more than one is too much (laughs) yeah one a month and so we're gonna have some fun ones coming up i don't have a book yet but we're gonna have it we're gonna (laughs) gonna work on it Horror movie crew, they don't even know unless they listen to this uh, episode. We're going to have you on our podcast. Surprise. (laughs) You're booked for March. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, And we're going to reach out to... So you other horror podcasters that oh, happen yeah. to be listening to this episode, we're going to be knocking on your door because we'd like to have some more guests on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, if you want us on your show, we're not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you can find us all over the universe at Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, twochicksinahorrorflick.com, at Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, yada, 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 except on Twitter, we are Two Chicks HF. The pause was smaller this time. <laughs> you did a great job. Thank you. Um, you also we have our Patreon if you want to support the show and get some really cool perks while you're at it. We have some really three really cool tiers um, on our Patreon. All links to all of these these things that we rattle off on every single episode is in our bio on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. It's in our like our Facebook page too, but Instagram is probably where we are the most. You can find it all there. Um, another thing, and I think it's the thing I always forget. And t- oh yeah, I got it. I remembered. Subscribe, please subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. There's so many different places. Um, you can also watch us on YouTube if you don't like listening. Um, and we have. I want to do one um, one shout out actually. Sorry. Ooh, shout it out. So shout out to Bernardo. He. Oh, so I know him Uh, way back when we used to work together like six years ago um, at one of our past jobs. And he, I I had to shout him out because just go to our The Grudge episode on YouTube or um, there's been a few other others. He literally gives us an entire breakdown on his thoughts. It's like he's on the show. Yeah. it's like he's on the show with us we should have him on the show like <laughs> he he breaks it down he has really good points it's literally this long and then he gives it a score 
I just love it. It's so much fun. And if you want to see that, he literally, he gives us links to different things like research. Oh, shit. It's just so much fun. So go check it out. The most recent is on our The Grudge episode. So episode 34 on YouTube because he doesn't like listening to podcasts, but he likes watching. So thank you. Thank you so much, Bernardo. It's so much fun. When I see these, I get this email you have a recent comment on one of your YouTube episodes <laughs> and I'll see. And it's like, doo, 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 doo. and I'm like, ah, oh, what does he have to say? So a lot of fun. And we, Oh, we can say, Oh no, I'm not going to say, no, I am going to say that we also will be one of the movies this month was one he suggested we watch. Oh yes. Say what yet? But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I need to go look and, I'm not great at checking our YouTube. I upload and that takes a long time. And then I'm You're like, there, peace so. out, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for your support and your comments. That is super fun. And I love to know what other people think for sure. Thank like you. that's always like, I'm like, get it on our Facebook group or whatever, whatever place is easiest for you really. But let us know like how you felt about it. I yeah. love reading other people's reviews. Oh my gosh. I literally get giddy when I get a notification that's like, you have a new comment, you have a new subscriber, someone liked your, like within our, um, uh, our two chicks in a horror flick group, you know, somebody talked about, uh, commented on something you guys posted in there or they liked it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Who was it? Yeah. What did they say? (laughs) I just love it. Yeah, so continue to throw out ideas for us because we, now that we're kind of done with our themed months, we will be looking back at things that people recommend to us. So for sure, throw those out if you've got them, just wherever. Oh yeah, just so you know, we have a new system because people would recommend stuff and we were supposed to be putting on this Trello board and we were not. So now we created a Slack channel specifically for your recommendations because me and Tani, that's how we communicate with each other's on Slack. So we just are going to pop them in there with your name and the movie. We're just going to pop them in Slack. Mm -hmm. And then we'll put those in a list and we'll pick from those now that we're not being so um, focused. Selfish. (laughs) You said focus. I said selfish. (laughs) Well, we were selfish in January. It was selfish January. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I guess that's it. And we hope you have such a good night. No nightmares.